coming up in the next episode. Where I come from uh, has inspired me to feel empowered and uh, capable of enjoying life to the fullest uh, based on my values. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to the latest episodes of the Turning Points podcast. Today, we have another bumper episode with an interesting guest who will be sharing that defining moment or turning point with us. Remember, you can also be a part of the show by sending us your comments via voice notes or emailing us at the turning points podcast at gmail.com. The turning points podcast at gmail.com. Chills made it. Keep very bundy. Steady on my cheddar chaser. Two for seven, me, I need this paper. Hoga. Say, man, I know they fake. I'm here for you. So, man, I see you later. Yeah. I'm on Monday for to cater for your mama where you know get paper. Devotion. It's the only way from. Yeah. I can grind you. But you only make me multiply you. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Turning Points with myself, Tsepo. Today's guest is Eugene Zunizani Maluneke. Eugene is a Scrum Master and Business Analyst for one of the largest financial services institutions in the country. Welcome to the Turning Points, my friends, and thank you so much for joining us today. How are you feeling? Um, feeling excited. <laughs> excited? Uh, Why excited? Uh, I'm a lover of experiences. Okay. Um, I thrive with new experiences. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's the key motivator for me. And who knows what I'll discover about myself <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, yeah. so typically, I mean, I know you, but there are a lot of people who don't know who Eugene is. So what do you say when you introduce yourself to people who don't know who you are? Well, it, it obviously depends on the context. Uh, but then uh, generally, I would say I'm a, I'm a typical uh, South African young man, ambitious. Um, I love music, a uh, brother, uh, a friend to many, and a problem solver. Um, yeah, those, those are the key things I would say about myself, and a philosopher at times. Okay. All right, so philosopher, so what do you philosophize about? I I philosophize about different things, uh, mainly experiences, uh, my interpretation of them, and most importantly, exp- uh, other people's experience, because we might uh, experience uh, the same event or the same effects differently. And I'm always excited at, even if we're looking at the same coin, we might be looking at them from different sides. So, so a philosopher and a scrum master and a business analyst. But before all of this, you obviously were, you come from somewhere. Where do you come yeah. from? And, and what has that background done for you? Yeah, um, I, I grew up in a small town uh, called 
Bella-Bella uh, and Limpopo. Um, um, and being a small town, uh, I could say that I was raised by my community, the community that I come from. Um, there's a lot I reflect on and I can tie it back uh, to my upbringing and experiences. Um, yeah, uh, only moved to Joburg uh, almost a decade ago uh, to basically further my studies and I've lived here since. So I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, God bless their souls and uh, have got uh, two siblings, uh, both sisters. And yeah. How would you characterize your, your childhood in a sentence? My, my childhood was an adventure. Uh, I think coming from a sense that I, I was surrounded by uh, a diverse uh, mix of people. Um, I think that even shows in my taste in music uh, I, I have so many influences that uh, if you have, if you saw my playlist, you would think that this man is insane. Uh, you could find Kwaito, Rike, uh, house music, R&B uh, in the same playlist. Uh, mm. And yeah, that, that shows that I come from a very diverse, uh, you know, calabash of, of people. Yeah. And I think for me, the most, the one thing that stands out is that I had a Christian upbringing. Okay. Uh, church was at the forefront of our daily activities. Um, and uh, my grandparents instilled those value, values uh, uh, religiously, uh, excuse the pun. Um, so yeah, uh, I could say that uh, my childhood was fun, was adventurous. I experienced uh, people from diverse backgrounds and also learned a lot. Uh, I've always been a curious mind uh, or always had a curious mind. And uh, you know, in our uh, black communities, uh, a very curious mind is usually described as a naughty child. Because, <laughs> uh, um, yes, uh, you do what you're told not, not to do. You go where you're not told, uh, where you're told not to go. And uh, all in the name of curiosity. And that experience has built me to, an, to a large extent um, in terms of who I am now uh, as an adult. Uh, I still have the same sense of curiosity, uh, adventure, problem solving. And uh, that has enabled me ultimately to be able to climb the mountains uh, that I've faced uh, to this day. Wow. Um, you talk about a couple of things, some of which I'd like to pick on. So you talk about uh, your grandparents having been very religious. And, um, are you still religious right now? If not, why not? Um, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting question. Uh, what, what does being religious mean? 
uh, is it the practices is it the values um if you're referring to i think i've become more uh more spiritual uh than religious in a sense that um yes i've put the almighty in the center of uh much of my existence but what's different from uh the perspective that i've uh that i've uh got from my upbringing is that i tend to look at it from all perspectives you know one of the things that has always been shunned upon and uh call them many churches or religious institutions is to question your religion in terms of why you know especially as a child one of the questions and especially as a curious child is that yes why do we go to church on every sunday uh where's i would rather go and play uh why is the pastor preacher the only one talking why isn't anyone asking them any questions and yeah so as an adult i've had the freedom to explore uh my existence right um, could call it uh, religion or call it uh, your spirituality from different perspectives and i've sort of handpicked uh from here and there uh things that resonate with me um because i mean uh be it islam uh be it christianity or hinduism um the message is is for me constant uh there's a message of love there's a message of a higher being and there's a message of a purpose or a purpose here on earth um so you can find all those elements in different religions and like i said different perspectives um uh that that resonates with me and that gives me uh, more of a for lack of a better word uh an action uh based uh christian rather than being a theory based uh christian or or motivated christian yeah so yeah that's it's a it's always a I loaded it, yeah it's quite a it's always a fascinating uh conversation especially in the context of uh not even our country i think the african country i mean the african continent as a whole uh we have i think we're very rich as far as cultures and religions are concerned and 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 languages as well and then you then find this you know uniformity uh that has uh on most parts has come about because of uh I'll call it colonialism colonialism um uh, at least that's what I how I see it from my perspective and unfortunately that way of looking at um our relationship with our creator has sort of taking us taken us further uh rather than closer uh to god uh i think mainly because you we are not blind people see the contradictions and the contradictions uh tend to move us away uh from uh the very same religion uh we 
we have come to trust, uh, or not the religion, or the same faith that we've come to trust. Um, so yeah, I I really really uh, believe that one should always question and not follow blindly. Blindly, and where there's contradictions, um, one should be open and honest about them. That's an interesting take, and you mentioned the fact that you know Africa is has changed because of colonialism. Do you think there should be a return to uh, African norms and standards and ways of worship, religions, and all those other things? Or, or are we beyond that? Should we just forget about it, embrace what we have embraced, and mix with whatever we need to mix, and continue living? The thing is, if I if I look at my generation, uh, uh, what, what generation are we? The Y generation, <laughs> yes, uh, or the X generation. Um, uh, I'm not unique in in questioning things. I'm not unique in exposure to information. Um, a lot of a lot of young people uh, have more or less a similar experience. Um, and with that being said, uh, I'm 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 worried that uh, if we do not embrace and take ownership and drive our own religion in ways that are meaningful to us, uh, we we're gonna have we're gonna end up being a, a directionless uh, society. Uh, so, be it. Uh, be it African uh, religions, be it Christian uh, Christianity, uh, be it uh, Hinduism, um, I I strongly believe that you 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 are not an observer. You sh- one shouldn't be an observer, but actually a participant. Um, and uh, being a participant, uh, like I said, means questioning things. And more importantly, sharing your own uh, experiences uh, in relation to that uh, particular religion. So when you say questioning things uh, or being a participant means you can question things. Question for the sake of questioning or are you questioning for understanding? Are you questioning for action? Why do you want to question? What's the outcome that you seek? Relevance. Um, if if you don't question, if you don't dig in deep, um, then it becomes irrelevant. Uh, given the challenges that we have uh, as as Africans uh, or South Africans, um, it's 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 quite critical uh, to do that and not to take on things based on someone's take or interpretation. I, I extremely uh, feel strong, I, str- I feel strongly that if something is going to work for you, uh, a religion or a culture, uh, you really need to embrace it. You need to take ownership of it. Uh, hence, I, I say that you need to be an active uh, participant. The same with politics. Um, I mean, you could you could just be a voter and have your colors there. 
Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. But then uh, if you think about democracy, provided that you are a citizen of a democratic uh, state, the involvement goes beyond just voting. Right. Uh, the involvement goes beyond just wearing your, your team's colors. Right. Uh, it involves uh, influencing the dialogue, True. Um, influencing the change that you want to see. So the same way politics is not static, uh, culture and religion shouldn't be uh, static as well. And for it to be dynamic, for it to remain relevant, um, uh, one needs to be, and all those identifying themselves with a particular culture or religion uh, need to drive things forward. Um, one of the uh, most, and, and it's, a, it's a conversation I would rather avoid, uh, but then it's, it's a very interesting conversation, is that I've had many individuals uh, questioning uh, the relevance of paying lobola dowry um in this day and age and what it means uh, for us right. i've heard uh people question the relevance of going to church if uh, churches um, are basically uh coming up as just social groups where sometimes uh, the congregants are taken advantage of promise the world uh or heaven uh in exchange uh, for their tithing uh, and, and time and a whole list of other things. Um, I mean, both, both, both can be, um, I'll call them tools uh, that enable people to grow uh, like dowry. Uh, it's meant to be a means for two families to engage through experience because they experience through that, throughout that process, they're experiencing each other. They're getting to know each other. Sure. Uh, and grow closer, stronger, and in a challenging way, because uh, I think that dowry negotiations are not the easiest or are not meant to be easy, but uh, it's coming from, you know, challenge, challenges bring us closer than uh, easier times. And then you can, from that perspective, you can then uh, get to see uh, the purpose behind it. But at the same time, uh, it can become toxic, uh, whereas it's no longer about uh, building uh, families uh, uh, and growing in relations, and then it becomes about um, other motives, whatever they may be. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to, there's a point you made there around challenges um, and stuff. Um, so I want to understand, have you had challenges in your life, whether it's professional, uh, personal, or otherwise, that you had to overcome, and what were they? Um, I think in, in any, aspect, any aspect of one's life, uh, be it the social life, be it the professional life, uh, the spiritual life, um, one will find uh, a challenge of sorts, um, especially when there's growth uh, involved. Um, involved. So uh, I think you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> uh, so if I have to be specific, then I would say, mm -hmm. has there been a challenge that defined who is 
uh, Eugene Zunisani Maluleke today to look at their challenge and say, this was the time I had to stand up and had I not, I would not be where I am today. Yeah, there's there's a couple. I think I think the one the one that stands out for me um, was is my in my upbringing. I had I had I had loving grandparents, uh, but I think losing uh, my mother and uh, not having my father around um, that was uh, a big challenge for me. Okay. Uh, but at the same time. Uh, having siblings, it also shaped uh, the kind of person that I've become uh, to a large extent uh, because I wasn't the youngest child. Uh, as the older brother, one is always looked upon uh, to be independent and also look after the young ones um, because you would always be the one that's scolded. Uh, why, why, why are they not well, behaving? Should be setting yeah. the example. Those kind of pressures. Yes, exactly. And yeah. uh, and 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 that is and being in in a in a, in an environment where uh, my grandparents yes they felt like my parents or they were my parents guardians in actual fact, uh, but then the generational gap. Uh, between us uh, made it quite challenging uh, for them to be to being able to you know panel beat us to order uh, okay. because again uh, we were exposed or we are exposed even the young ones of today to things and technology and environments that uh, are not necessarily things that they might be aware of and yeah i that i think that form of autonomy because there was some form of autonomy in that um helped me to find myself and that also uh sense of uh finding your own identity in terms of who you are and what you're about was particularly uh tested um i would say uh polished uh, when I got to varsity, okay, uh, that's where I had many experiences, uh, many ventures, many adventures, and in um, in those all those experiences, you get to understand uh, what makes you tick, hmm. and what you're about, and what you aspire for. And I I just I can I can pinpoint to that period um, of. Uh, losing my parents and growing up to become the adult that as as a key defining uh, moment, uh, being uh, taking ownership, I think of my life from a very young age, okay. um, and and thankfully having uh, grandparents, uh, I'm not sure if it was by accident or if it was deliberate who support you yes. in, in in everything that you do. Uh, so if any interest, uh, whether it was relevant to them or not, they've always supported uh, me. Um, many, many, many. I remember many, many moons ago, and uh, the small time, a uh, small town I was at. Um, I used to fix uh, computers, people's computers. Uh, obviously, some uh, 
some challenges I think required me to get parts and whatnot. But that was a skill uh, that came from essentially being empowered uh, or coming from an empowering family who believes in you. And more than that, an empowering community because uh, I don't think that experience was limited to my own household. Uh, my community believed in me mm-hmm. and expected so much uh, from me as well. Uh, right. Again, whether it was incidental or deliberate, I, I don't know to this day. But okay. that is, has shaped the kind of person that I am today and the kind of person I still aspire to be. Hmm. All right. Um, I think... At that at that point, let's maybe just take a short break and come back after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How man want if you to cater for your mama when you no get paper? Devotion, it's the only way from yeah. I can grind you, but the only way me multiply you. You got me moving patience, tell me no degrees for me. I just want to clear that out. I can grind you, but the only way me multiply. Welcome back to the turning point. I'm still on the line with Eugene Tunisane Malulek. A scrum master, a business analyst, a brother, and we've had also a very naughty person. So you say your community embraced you. Um, in what ways did they embrace you? Um, and and what has that done for you, your self-esteem and and your sense of identity? There's there's something quite profound about people believing in you. Um, even if you're, you yourself are in doubt um, about your capabilities and what you're capable of. Um, I've always found that people have always been comfortable and trusted me. I think it, it boils down to trust. Uh, when you're trusted with so much, uh, especially responsibility at the young age, uh, that grooms you, uh, especially when you don't want to uh, betray that trust. Uh, you then start taking ownership and responsibility at a very young age and sometimes uh, over people's lives. Um, that, has, that has groomed me. Um, I, I, do not wonder, I don't want to underplay uh, in terms of... Um, the impact it has had and the opportunities that it has allowed me to uh, grasp, uh, especially from a business perspective. Um, One of the challenges, of course, in any business uh, scenario is gaining someone's trust. And more importantly, fulfilling that trust, if not exceeding uh, your partner or your customer or your investors' uh, interest, or even your employers' uh, expectations and 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 uh, and interest as well. Right. Um, so I think for me, trust is a value, and in any setting, um, 
it's it's a it's a valuable uh, commodity to have uh be it in a micro setting like a family mm-hmm. uh be it in a large multinational uh organization uh be it in your own private uh, uh ventures business i've always found that uh, nurturing trust is is actually an undervalued uh, skill Very and true. yeah i mean at one point you were part of Belavela's biggest social movement if if you if you think about it more fire and uh when you ask people who yeah. were the brains behind this thing it came out this young person called Eugene Malulek who was the guy at the back and there were others who were at the front who was doing some very important but you were like almost <laughs> like the the mastermind how did you become part of that and and what did that period mean for you in your life yeah i, I think if i reflect on on many of my involvements uh be they in business and otherwise uh i, I like to be in the background um i don't know why um mainly i think mainly because that's where most of the power lies you can be very agile and you can influence and most importantly you can support um and 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 that's at the core of what i do on a day to day basis even today uh that uh i'm I would like to say or the feedback that I've got is I'm I'm a multi-talented individual. Definitely not a singer. Uh definitely uh, not a very good dancer. <laughs> uh, but I can be very resource, resourceful in terms of making things happen. And 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 going back to my uh upbringing and curiosity uh i sort of learned uh, a plethora of skills uh from making logos to uh being able to code uh making websites uh so those skills and marketing as well uh from my my experience here in joba because you would see people sell all kinds of things from uh textbooks to uh rental property Okay. And I can say that that that's something that I took home. So you you leave your home, go out there, you experience something, and then you take you take it home. Um, the reasons behind it, I can remember fondly, in terms of my experience, in terms of how it came about. Um, uh, branding at the time it hit me that branding is extremely important. Uh, back to the conversation about trust. Uh, when you build trust, it it needs to be anchored against something. Uh, if you sell a commodity, uh, then how do people uh, refer uh, to that commodity if it's just a commodity like salt? Uh, but when you brand it um, meaningfully in a way that people can engage with that brand, people can build trust uh, with mm. that brand, a relationship uh, with that brand, um, then then you have something that uh, eventually has a life of its own uh, that's bigger than you 
and you see it goes where it goes um, right. because because then it will be driven by more and more and more people uh your customers are not just consumers your customers can also give you feedback in terms of uh making your product better or okay. giving you feedback in terms of whether your pro- uh your solution essentially is relevant for them or not and for me it was a very experimental an experiment of which i used my rent money <laughs> what to to fund <laughs> <laughs> but you guys yes. made a killing uh, I, I mean i don't think there, there's ever been a bigger social movement especially from the entertainment front in Bilabela than more fire i mean you guys were yeah. were say you were, you could sell anything you could sell air you could sell water you could sell you were selling t-shirts by 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 True. the truckloads how much money did you guys make True. the most money that you think you guys um, made at any one point <laughs> well uh the good news is i managed to pay my rent back <laughs> uh so um so it, that was it, saved that was saved yes, <laughs> okay and 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 moving forward i uh, i think i could still uh, sell i still managed to sell more t-shirts uh essentially so uh, i i got 100 shirts on the first night i can remember oh yes on the first day on the first event sure and um at, at what price point the, they were selling for 100 rands each wow well, actually it was 100. more that's like 10, it was 000. at 100 rands yeah. yes it was at 100 rands if you pre-order Okay. And then on site, it was more above 150 or just above uh, 150, 160, sure. some, uh, 150 somewhere, something too. Uh, cost wise, it was around 70 rands, uh, 60 rands a shirt. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think the, so the cost of print. Anything above 40 to, to about 90 rand per t shirt, that's a good uh, marker. Yeah. That's almost yeah, triple. It was, it was a good your point. input cost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost <laughs> yes. What um, did you guys do with that money? I don't quite remember. I just remember you guys having all the beautiful girls throwing yourselves at themselves at you and and all these things. I think more than just about the money, the experience. Uh, I think the experiences I I got from from that movement. Um, the other thing as well, it was the music. I think what drove it quite substantially, it was the music. Okay. Um, uh, much of the money that was made went back into the music, uh, be it uh, the equipment, uh, be it music, uh, buying music, because the one thing uh, that's very expensive uh, or a, co- a constant uh, reoccurring cost as a DJ is getting music, especially good music. Um, so yeah, it it was a startup, and okay. yeah, everything went back into into developing it. And and like I said, it was just an idea uh, that that grew. I think year after year. Uh, and yeah. Uh, there's so much I can say about the experiences from the DJing to the fun times from the experiences. Um, but I think the one thing I can say that my takeaway for me was marketing. 
uh, the power of marketing. And funny enough, it was the first time I was exposed to the power of social media marketing. Um, hmm. Because then uh, at the time, and that's almost 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That was, I mean, Facebook was very, very new at the time, but you guys, I think you, I don't know if it's you or all of you, you, you found the niche to, and, and you, you mastered the, the, the power of a very nascent technology, a very nascent platform, and you used it to your and your community benefit because when I think about it, until that point, Deep House in Belabela was something that was known, was not known. And even right now, yeah. it's still a, a, a product or a music genre that many people in Belabela still don't understand quite well. Why do you think that yeah. was what that was and that still is? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is that you know the my general observation around music uh which is something i'm very passionate about is that you you get people that identify uh music with music based on their surroundings or their experiences and uh, Deep House is called Deep House because the music is not common. It's not something you would hear on radio. And you'll find that uh, mis- most people tend to associate with what they know. Uh, be it average or be it great, it's, it's what they know. And I think the thing is that one person at a time, uh, you win people over. Uh, because uh, through con- consistency, okay, uh, the consistency of exposing people to uh, what I make, as as you describe it, an unfamiliar genre, then you get more and more people who identify with it, and uh, people who then uh, then take ownership of it and and drive it. And as much as it was just music, I mean, there's there's some business lessons you can take from that. Uh, as, as a business person that um, firstly no one cares about your product but you can you can make them interested uh, okay. you can make them care by by firstly creating awareness uh, you start playing a genre of music that uh, people are not familiar with and they'll ask themselves uh, be they take it positively or negatively uh, but they are aware now there's awareness that there's this genre of music and then uh, how they feel about it, then there's some level of engagement. Okay. Uh, consistently playing it in social settings or where they are, then you have an engagement, uh, some kind of an experience. You're building an experience with them. And then uh, at some point, and not at the same time uh, with everyone, then you start to win people over. And essentially, that's that's how that's how startups go. You start off with something, and no one really cares about it, and you make people aware. Uh, you get uh, some kind of interest, and then your your startup will basically stand the potential to grow from there. Or you learn what you need to learn from it if it fails. And then you try again, and it's the same process of creating uh, awareness and engagement, 
and then you build a relationship with people. Right. And as much as the more fire, uh, I, we called it the movement. The more fire movement wasn't just about me. Um, there were different role players. I, I played my part in terms of the marketing, uh, the branding. And like I said, it was based on my experiences that side. Um, and also, I think it was a stroke of luck that uh, even before uh, social media marketing became uh, the mainstream way of marketing that it is today, uh, that I accidentally fell on, uh, on, on using it or we accidentally fell on using it as a tool uh, to, to, to build a brand. Uh, because again, uh, one of the ways that you build trust is through other people seeing the people that they know or they trust uh, embracing something. Okay. And then you then, uh, you then start to build a relationship from there onwards. Then the comfort levels uh, improve. Uh, I think there's something very powerful about people and familiarity. Uh, right. that builds trust. Uh, okay. You don't have to be right. You just have to be familiar okay. and make sense. Then people then trust you. And yeah, yeah I, th I think the emphasis I want to make is uh, I, I wasn't the star of the show. I certainly had uh, a part to play. Right. And, and, and that was also uh, fostered uh, by great DJs. Uh, I think my hometown has got very, very great DJs. Um, your papers, uh, your TKs, shout um, out paper your, TK, um, uh, teaser, uh, is one yeah. of the DJs that come to mind. Obama, uh, yes, yes, I know there are people <laughs> who worship uh, at this uh, this music church, <laughs> they really think he's yeah. very, very talented, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he is. Uh, they're all they all are talented and mm. all uh, individuals uh, musically, and I believe that the, they 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 played a very great part. And and because you have a brand, uh, what do people associate that brand with? And I think their combined efforts um, help create that message that this is what this stands for. It's a movement about this. It's about standing out, being unique. Um, and not trying to fit in, uh, just 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 doing what feels good to you, uh, because uh, Deep House became about what music that feels good. I don't have to know it. I don't have to conform to mainstream uh, music. Uh, I enjoy music because it feels good to me, and right. um, that that was me, the main message I think behind uh, the brand. More importantly, a lot of people felt like. It was their own. Very true. I think that's where the familiarity and the consistency come in. So they started uh, owning at that. At some point yeah. of, yes, uh, at some point of, uh, of, of building that relationship with people, then people then uh, take ownership of it and then becomes bigger than you uh, or any one of us. Right. So, I mean, still on the subject of music, right? So, and you said you have a very um, rich tapestry of the kind of music that you were brought up on. Now you're just talking about, you know, music being something of a full feel-good factor, whether you 
understand it or not, but just how it makes you feel. What has been playing yeah. uh, consistently for you this past week of coronavirus? Have you been <laughs> listening to a specific song that that really has taken root in your mind and that you keep on harping on? Um, it depends. Um, I, I I stream music quite quite a lot, um, but I can say that something that has that has helped me uh, fall in love. Uh, with music again I mean house music will always be a favorite of mine uh, but um, I've, I've, I've fallen in love with dancehall lately and uh, there's a couple of uh, songs um, that I've, I've learned to appreciate uh, including reggae as well it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me uh, but then uh, back pointing back to my childhood mm. I had an uncle who who loved uh, reggae quite substantially. I think it was a culture uh, at the time, especially in the 90s. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, any music that uh, expressed itself in the, as a form of rebellion of sorts, um, it was quite relevant, along with love, of course. So we were quite a rebellious uh, nation, mm-hmm. at a, but at the same time, uh, a loving nation as well. So I think for the first time in a while, um, I, I can I, I've, I've I've just come to discover uh, this genre called uh, dancehall, and for me that's the most uh, played uh, genre, uh, uh, maybe after house music, uh, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it more. Um, so so why the particular? Yeah, sorry, yes. you go. Particularly. No. Particularly uh, Afro Afro influenced uh, music, uh, music uh, by your uh, pop, they call him Pop Can, uh, Afro B, um, to to name just a few. Okay. Um, yeah. So so yeah, those those have been uh, great influences as far as my uh, my choice in music. Being in DJ a DJ, however. Uh, you know you have to be genre fluid, uh, uh, not just to be genre fluid uh, because uh, everything. You know, um, I've always found that uh, music inspires, uh, especially for most producers and Mm -hmm. DJs, you find that uh, a certain genre of music might steer you uh, into a unique flavor of your own and influence you as such. Okay. So, I mean, you just uh, spoke about scare. Are you, and, and, and you, you said earlier on that you're a guy of adventures. Are you scared yes. of anything? Ooh. Yeah. What are you most afraid of? I think not not being able to leverage off my experiences um you know something like amnesia <laughs> of of all my experiences to date um uh i feel like where wherever wherever i go uh, okay. wherever i am or, or where i come from 
uh, has inspired me to feel empowered and uh, capable of enjoying life to the fullest uh, based on my value, my values, my bringing and the opportunities that I've had. Um, yeah, so I think my biggest fear is it having my experiences having turned out differently. I really wouldn't know <laughs> uh, the kind of individual, the product uh, I, I would be. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm 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 quite happy, and I value uh, my experiences, the people I've met. Um, that they've all influenced me to be the kind of person that I am today, and therefore my phobia would be losing sight of that. Uh, or the substance of of all of that right okay let's take a short break and then we'll be back Steady on my cheddar chaser Two for seven me I need this paper Oh God Say man I know they fake I'm here for you Soon man I see you later Yeah How man want they fit to cater For your mama when you no get paper Devotion It's the only way from Yeah Ooh, Yeah I can grind you Body only way me multiply you Look at me moving patient Serving all the grace for me I just want to clear that out Welcome back, everyone, to the Turning Points podcast with myself, Tsepo. Um, with uh, having a great time with Eugene, um, reminiscing about, obviously, the adventures that you've had, the people that have touched your life, and the people whose life you've also touched. I mean, when we're talking about the kind of legacy that you and the Morfire movement have left for many of the young people in Belavela, as you mentioned. I mean, right now, there are many bands uh, of DJs in my hometown. And I think that yeah. script was probably written by you guys over a decade or so ago. Yeah. Um, so um, I just want to ask you, we have on the show a question called the random question which mm-hmm. we ask you as a guest. Um, <laughs> you choose whether to answer it or pass. But obviously, if uh-huh. you answer it, um, uh-huh. people will be very happy. Okay? Are you ready? Noted. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I, I was born ready. I hope it's a question. <laughs> Are you married? <laughs> Is is um, I am not married. Okay. What's your status? Um, married. I'm I'm dating. Okay. I'm I'm dating. With the view to marriage. I I I I believe I believe in marriage. Okay. Yes. So yes, I I aspire to to get married one day. Okay. I mean, to you, if. If someone was to ask to say, I mean, what would make Eugene marry someone? What would that, what would your answer be? I, 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 yes, looks are great. Like we all love great looks. 
attraction is very important. Um, but for me, relevance. Uh, relevance in terms of uh, as individuals, are we, are we relevant uh, in each other's life, lives? Uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a kind of uh, support, uh, motivation that one can give uh, or find themsel- in, in themselves. But, you know, working as a team uh, in this thing called life, uh, whatever life or aspirations uh, has in store for you, uh, someone who's able to stay <laughs> relevant throughout that journey and uh, become a companion. Uh, and uh, it, it means a lot of things to different people in terms of what relevance is. Okay. Uh, but I think for me, uh, that relevance means that they are their own individual with their own talents and skills and aspirations and challenges. And uh, likewise with myself. Uh, but somehow... Uh, we build each other. I think we both made a choice that in spite of our weaknesses and strengths, that we will, um, yeah, we'll, we'll partner together. You know, they got my back and I got theirs. Uh, they inspire me and I inspire them. And uh, from spiritually, um, um intellectually and physically (laughs) we're able to keep each other uh, engaged yeah inspired yeah so so i think that's very important uh to to stay relevant uh, staying relevant in each other's life you don't find one person uh, so far ahead and the other one so far behind not because you are having a race but in terms of their own purpose uh, in terms of knowing who they are, because okay. um, you can 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 go into a relationship with someone who's not ready for the level of commitment, um, and vice versa. So yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting engagement, uh, and one that I believe that it's no man is an island. Um, once one has found. Uh, that one special person, I I truly believe that uh, once they make the decision uh, to to spend the rest of their lives with that person, that uh, it can easily be uh, an amazing companionship. Wow. Um, do you have someone in your black book? Um, who's that person, and why are they in your black book? Your little black book. <laughs> uh, you have you a, black a black book? book. Uh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that it's a book where you keep like people who are nearest and dearest. Uh, oh. That for you, you know, if you lose everyone's number or this world were to end and <laughs> just you and this person, obviously accept the person that you're dating and accept your parents uh-huh. or your grandparents if they're still alive who is that person 
I will pass. And why? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the random uh, question, by the way. <laughs> I will pass. <laughs> okay. I will so, pass. So the, I the guess politics, you don't want to review. You don't want to The politics of the people in my life are very... <laughs> are very real. Uh, sensitive. Yeah, they're, they're very real. Uh, so no, it's more political than political parties. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, as, as parents... Uh, there's there's a saying that you have your favorites, uh, but you're never honest. Sometimes in your actions, you show who's your favorite. Right. Um, but then ideally, you want to say that yeah, you're all my people. True. Uh, I love you all, but in truth, you you are at home with some more than others. And True. It's not a decision; it's an experience that you have with people. Yeah. So yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, that would like to take this opportunity to thank you for spending your evening with us, um, sharing yes. a very in- inspiring story and giving us a lot of nuggets. And I'd like to maybe just extrapolate some of the messages here in terms of the advisors. You say people must, um, if you want people to buy something of yours, whether if you're an entrepreneur or not, you must drive awareness, uh, interest, and then create the experiences. And eventually they will want that association and even advocate for it. So with that, I'd like to thank you very much, uh, Eugene, for, for giving us the time and sharing with us on the turning points. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Uh, this was quite a an exciting and fun uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chills made it. Keep very bonded. Steady on my Jedi chaser. Two for seven, me, I need this paper. Oh, God. Say, man, I know they fake. I'm here for you. So, man, I'll see you later. Yeah. I'm on Monday for to cater for your mama when you know get paper. Devotion, it's the only way from it. Back and grind, but you only way me multiply. You got me moving patient, serving all the grace on me. I just want to clear that out. Back and grind, but you only way me multiply. You got me moving patient, serving all the grace on me. I just want to clear that out. My way also hard, must have job now. No big to the when they start to talk. Uh. I do not talk. Look at self and look at us now. I brush yourself, no what's up now. You know what's up. My way also hard, must have job now. No big to the when they start to talk. Uh. I do not talk. Look at self and look at us now. I brush yourself, no what's up now. You know what's up. Me and no fish shout to you. I won't make my money shout from you. My mommy proud of you. I wanna make my daddy proud of you uh, Call everybody to come join you You know say money pass from you It's a situation I live this situation Back and grind Body only way me multiply you You got me moving patient Serving all the grace on me I just want to clear that out Back and grind Body only way me multiply you You got me moving Serving all the grace on me, I just want to clear that out One switch, my way also hard, must have job now No big to the when they start to talk, uh. I do not talk Look at self and look at us now, I brush yourself, know what's up now You know what's up, my way also hard, must have job 
No pitch the way the start to talk A todo a todo Lucas CF and Lucas Tosna A bros, you see if no what's up now You know what's up So many things where money has to do for us Continental I've been grinding on my life and my life also be a part of the show by sending us your comments via voice notes or emailing us at the turning points podcast at gmail.com the turning points podcast at gmail.com <laughs>